good to see you this morning. Thank you, Mikey. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Kels, for the worship. It's great to have Tula back from England. Um, he's been on the move. He will go to Cape Town soon. It's great to have the Joyces back from Kiwiland. Welcome back. Guys from, have the All Blacks, are they okay? Are they, are they, are they all right? Good. Ricky, you didn't rub it in too hard, eh? <laughs> no, okay. Now that we have fasted and prayed, what now? What happens once we fasted and prayed? What, what do we do? Is it just something we tick off in the calendar and move on? Um, I asked the Lord this week as I was preparing. Uh, I'm a bit of a prophetic man, so perhaps this morning there'll be a prophetic teaching thing. I don't know, but I asked him to drop something into my heart for us uh, post-fast, post-prayer. What, what can we expect, or do we just carry on the idea of fasting is to awaken our spirits we are bombarded by the things of the world the things the system of the world we are bombarded by our flesh and at times demonic forces principalities rulers and then there's the spirit there's Jesus there's the Holy Spirit there's the word and so the two would wrestle with each other and one always hopes that the man of the spirit the woman that uh, is Christ in you, the hope of glory, the, the Holy Spirit would emerge as the stronger one. Um, I was taught as a young believer that you can completely kill the power of the flesh. I think that's wrong. The flesh is around us. We are tempted. We are, get wary. We get um, sensitive. We get um, disappointed with ourselves. We get disappointed with others. The devil's at work, and we fight on this earth. I believe the Lord wants us to activate our gifts while we are looking at ourselves and our spirituality. And he wants us to say, okay, listen, I know you're, you've got some needs. I know you've got some problems. I know there's some issues. But I want you in the meantime to activate the thing that I've called you to. And I want to just chat about that, your mandate. What did I call you to? Um, and so God's expressed desire is for us to live in the full measure of the spirit he's poured out, amen? So that he says, okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to give you this gift promise for thousands of years. It's, I'm going to pour it out upon you because religious Israel has shown that in ourselves we can't do this, but by the spirit, I will pour out my spirit and he will enable you. And I will pour out my spirit into a broken vessel. And so all of us carry some measure of brokenness. We might think we top of the pops but we just suffer from pride and we're as broken as the man or woman who's caught in a sinful pattern because they're both terrible and we're forever saying Lord um, okay I, I get that I come to you forgive me my sins daily uh, give me my daily bread um, I honor your name now I want to live in the fullness of your spirit and so how do we activate the flow of gifts and the call of God in our lives is my question. How do we get going with the things that God has called us to? Brothers, some of us and sisters, some of us are, 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 are very tired. <laughs> I say that with love. We're, we're, we're actually lame. We don't realize it, but if even people look at you, you think, what happened to the fire inside of you? Where is your passion gone? I remember you being bright and, and worshiping now. The hands are limp, the lips are hardly moving, and the heart is forlorn. And, and I know the battle. 
I fight a battle every day of my life. I have to fight a spiritual battle as a leader. I carry things. Uh, sometimes Cutty says to me, please smile. Yeah, because we uh, leaders carry things. Carry, carry the church. Carry my children. Carry myself. And so I could go on. You must believe that Jesus ascended on high and gave gifts. Gifts means somebody arrives at your door with a present and you think, what? A gift is something that you don't deserve. A gift is something that is given gratuitously. And so he, we believe that Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit and with the Holy Spirit came gifts upon all flesh, even your sons and daughters. Not a, in, in the Old Testament, a select few. You can have the Spirit. David left in the fullness of the Spirit. You can prophesy, you can't prophesy. And so the Spirit was poured out in little measures. But in the, in the New Testament, we would all, as Mikey was saying, all the young people would receive the Spirit. All the old people would begin to dream dreams. And sometimes that's like, okay, that's tired. No, it isn't tired. It's what's your dream? My dream, says Caleb, is to take possession of that land. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. They separated and came to rest on each of them. Everybody Filled with the Spirit. That's what I believe. They were all filled. They all began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. It's almost an, the ABC of being full of the Spirit as you speak in other tongues as the Spirit enables you. Because I don't know what to pray, but the Spirit within me prays. What is the activator of the gifts of the Spirit? Front row. What is the atmosphere? A plane flies... In an atmosphere, in air, is it? See, my aeronautical engineering is not so good. But if there's no air, what causes the gifts to fly? What is the air that the gifts fly in? Faith, good. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest command is that we love the Lord our God, with all of our hearts, all of our soul, and all of our mind, and we love our neighbor as ourselves, okay? Just bear with me as I build my case. When you feel care and compassion or concern for somebody, it's the love of God that begins to, to move. So he says, listen, number one command, love the Lord your God, all your heart, soul, and mind, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the the, 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 the 101 of the faith. And so when you begin to feel the, the, the love of God, God is love. So when, when you begin to feel compassion or care or concern for somebody, it's like the love, the spirit within you begins to go towards that person. You see, we often say, well, if God wants to do it, he'll do it. God does not move in vacuums. God moves amongst people. Why didn't he just choose, he'll say, okay, I'll be the king of the world, all nations will serve me. He says, I will work my salvation through a nation called Israel, through the church now. And so he doesn't operate, his love doesn't operate in a vacuum. God's love begins to flow out of you into that person, for God is love. And so his ministry gifts come through you and me to people. How does God minister? Through the gifts. What's the atmosphere is his love. Are you still with me? 
Come to me, uh, Matthew 25, 34. Maybe it's up. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance in the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry. This is a fantastic scripture. I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. Hospitality, gift of hospitality, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. Care, generosity. I was sick, and you looked after me. Gift of healing. Come, I'll balm you. I'll look after you. I'll take you to the end. I was in prison. I was, the, 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 I was in a bondage of the devil. The devil had me. I was imprisoned, if you will. And you came to see me. You came to set me free. I'm using license. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry feed, uh, and feed you thirsty, give you something to drink? When did we see you stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothed you? They repeat everything Jesus said. That's a very good thing. When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? Verse 40, the king will reply. I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. God uses you and me to bring gifts to people. The atmosphere, the bedrock is love. One Peter four ten verse eleven. Each one of you should use whatever gift he has received. You see, we thought gifts were for us. If I have a gift of healing, I may not be well, but I actually give people healing. The gift is not for you. The gift when you when you, when when you go to the shop and say, oh, "I bought a gift for um, Robin. It was her birthday." The idea is that that gift you got the gift. You are the transmitter of the gift. And so we receive gifts to be given. They're different to the fruit. The gifts are to be given. The gifts of the Spirit are the administration of God's grace. So God's, the administration of God's grace is through the body with gifts. 1 Corinthians 12 is your key text. Romans 12 is your key text on gifts. Both of them stop and say this. The gifts without love is not good. The gifts without love ain't going to happen. You cannot have the gifts without the love in the atmosphere full. So Romans chapter 12 verse 9. I'll go to the Corinthians After all the gifts, he says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Do you know why the gifts stop? Because the the church begins to go lower and lower in love. We can tolerate each other. We can just, whatever. As somebody says, I don't like Christians. Somebody said that, I don't like Christians. I'm thinking, you ain't going to see any gifts operating through your life. You need to love one another deeply from the heart. That's what causes the gifts to operate. Can I hear an amen? Love must be sincere. There's this injunction, John, all the time. Here's in Romans. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to each other in brotherly love. It speaks of unity. Speaks of care. 
So here come the gifts. Wisdom. What's wisdom? Wisdom is, says, you see, the gift of knowledge says, I know what's wrong. Wisdom says, I know how to fix it. Knowledge says, the car's making a noise. Oh, it's the gearbox. That's knowledge. But I mean, let's take it. I'm talking about practical level. Wisdom says, well, how are we going to fix it? <laughs> okay, what must you do? Dave, you must put the car on a ramp. You must take the gearbox out. That's wisdom. Wisdom how? Knowledge what? Knowledge is something God gives you you would never have known otherwise. Wisdom is this superb gift saying, this is how we're going to do it. Faith, the gift of faith is a beautiful gift. David had it. He saw Goliath and he said, you're dead. He had a gift of faith search. I remember when I, when I went to Australia and I heard a message, a gift of faith was given to me and I came back here and I did something I thought was quite radical in the church. People say, oh, you're an amazing leader. It had nothing to do with leadership. It had to do with receiving a gift of faith. And once you get a gift of faith, you can say to that mountain, be thee removed and thrown into the sea. Amen? Don't spend too much time. A gift of healing. We know that. That actually give the gift. That's why when there's somebody sick up here, I said, who has the gift of healing? Miraculous powers like Moses, stretch out your hand, boom, the seas part. What, do you have a gift of miraculous powers? Prophecy we know about, discerning of spirits. You're not confused because spirits are lying. They lie, so spirits lie, demons lie. The idea is a discerning spirit says, no, 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 you're not, you're not um, alcohol, you're, you are jealousy. You're masquerading as alcohol, but you, you, your name is jealousy. You are, you are spirit. See, that's discerning of spirit. God gives you a story, but you can discern. That's a beautiful gift that we need in the church. Do you have that gift? Speaking in other tongues, languages. Speaking in the spirit, interpretation of tongues. Gift of serving, I think the greatest of all gifts. People want the speaking gifts, the orator gifts. But the gift of serving... I think that's going to be the most rewarded gift. Teaching, gift of encouragement. There isn't, shouldn't be a person here that doesn't operate in the gift of encouragement. Your silence doesn't help. Indifferent, don't say thank you. Don't, don't encourage. Encouragement, man. And then God takes you on a journey where you get totally isolated. And you think, actually, I need someone to encourage me. God says, okay, okay, you got it, bro. And so we are, we are the body of Christ is a, is a house of encouragement. Can I have an amen? amen? Brothers and sisters, let us encourage one another. I think I need help in that area, but I'm trying. Sometimes Cody says to me, encourage him. It's a great gift. Giving. Generosity. Can't stop, can't help yourself, just generous. That's a gift. Atmosphere, give out of love. I give because the Quran says I must, I have to give. If I don't give, I go to hell. That's not an atmosphere of love. When you look at that person, you are filled with compassion. And we need that in South Africa because every street corner, somebody's asking for something. Ding, ding, have you got? And so after a while, our hearts close. But I need love. Hospitality, help, singleness. Singleness, that's an unusual one. It's a gift. The Catholics will tell you that's a gift. Celibacy. The fruits of the Spirit are they not gifts. 
The gifts are just given. They're so much just given. You just so much receive them. And you think, I don't know why that person got that gift. And we all say, well, we don't know why, but it was just a gift. It's like the spoiled kid that gets a Ferrari. You think, well, that's wrong. Sometimes God just gives gifts. And you think, that guy should get that gift, but he doesn't get that gift. Amen? Am I making sense? The, 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 the gifts are given, the fruit grow. The fruit take time. You, 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 can, you can mess around with the gifts and get away with murder because the gifts are without repentance. But the fruit of the Spirit is about abiding. It's about in the vine. It takes time. The gifts just are produced and people come and just pluck a pomegranate of love or peace or joy or patience or goodness or long-suffering or gentleness. Fruit is what people come and enjoy from your life. Fruit is something that, that the Spirit produces in you. If you quench the Spirit or if you're not full of the Spirit, the fruit are like, there's trees, but they're not too many fruit. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, in other words, if you are the most incredible orator, speaker, prophet, but have not love, I'm just very noisy. People say, you have an amazing, you must hear this person speak. The Lord says, making a big noise. Like, just get that, he's got ding. All the Lord can hear is a clanging, what's it, cymbal or a, or a resounding gong. If I have the gift of prophecy, that's a, I'm talking, this is like a weighty gift. This is a prophet like Isaiah says, that the, the virgin will be with child. And can fathom all mysteries like Solomon. And I have all knowledge. I know exactly what's going on. And have a faith that can move mountains, but have not love. I am Zippo. Isn't that amazing? This is so good, eh, church? This is teaching. He says, he says you're nothing. I'm not interested in your gift without love. Love is, gives the gift air to fly. Otherwise, you're just this plane on the runway. Is, will this thing ever take off? Sorry, I'm just... Using metaphors. I give all I possess to the poor, throw my body to the flames, but have not love. I gain nothing. There is no reward. Love is patient. Here comes the fruit. You see, you're combining. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. See, the fruit is love. The gifts flow and thrive in the atmosphere of love, not self-seeking. Not easily anger, keeps no record of wrongs. Do you remember when I came to you and said so and so? I was so embarrassed. I remember it no more because when you told me love remembers no wrongs, it was confessed and dealt with, it's done. I have had people come to me, I've been here for 25 years. So you remember when I came, I can honestly say I don't. No, not really. Remember I came to you 15 years ago? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. As far as the East is from the West, you're a beautiful saint. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging in. Amen. Does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now, these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Brothers and sisters, do you want your gift to thrive? Check your love levels. Red point, what are our love levels like? God wants me to minister, to give, to encourage, to teach, to care, 
If I refuse, if I say no, if I quench the gifts, it's not good. Then the body of Christ is not functioning. So the head is saying to the hand, um, give. The head, Jesus, is saying to the body, you and I are the body, to the foot, go to the nations. The head is saying to the wallet, tithe. Every month, I want you to tithe. I want you to give. I want you to be generous. So we take our watches, our time, and our car keys, to quote my friend Rory Dine. We say, Lord, see, when we get baptized, we leave our wallets, our car keys, and our watches, and we're going to get baptized. The Lord says, bring those with you. I want your time, your money, and your car into the water with you. Sanctify them, amen? Teach me about love. You may have loved, but your love has grown cold. And then you watch the gifts don't operate. The disciples fell asleep. Watch and pray with me. I need you. I need you. I need your, I need your one anothering. Watch and pray with me. <sighs> See, sometimes the body doesn't function. Jonah, I want to show mercy to a nation. <laughs> no ways, bro. I'm not going to Nineveh. Now, Jonah, I want you to go preach to them. But if I preach to them and call them to repentance, they may repent and then you'll save them. I'm not going. The Lord says, you are going. I love that, eh? Little protest. Ah, I'm going on holiday, Lord. I've got no time for this. The orca comes. Oops. Spits you out and says, go and preach. Because of love. You see, Jesus had love and care and compassion and concern flowing from him. He saw the large crowd and he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. You could put love, compassion, suffer with. He, he, he felt. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and he said, don't cry. The woman lost her son. A leper came and knelt before Jesus. What did he say? Lord, if you are willing and probably... Uh, they thought the way this guy's going to get healed is Jesus is going to have to touch him. Jesus is going to have to be, willingly touch the leper, be unclean, maybe get leprosy himself. Jesus reached out his hand. He said, I am willing. Atmosphere of love. Watch the gifts flow. He was cured. They're dropping a guy through the roof. Jesus is giving one of his great sermons dust and tiles and pigeon poo and a lame man falling in the what great faith hey, you pick up your mats and go your sins are forgiven you isn't that amazing the gifts flow I'm willing so when we engage or meet people we feel a sense of God's love God's care God's compassion that's the atmosphere that's the bedrock that the, the gift flies through. We don't want to withhold the gift. Close up, bottle up. If you're filled with the Spirit and gifted and you say, Lord, teach me to love you and teach me to love my brothers and sisters. Even our little groups, we stay in at Red Point. We have little groups. Churches, the, the bigger the church gets, the little groups. 
who is the one that will walk to the other group and say, I'd love to. Hello, everybody. I'm Jack. Oh, how's it, Jack? You know, people leave the church because they, 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 they don't feel a part of. You know, the people have left Red Point, told me. No one loves us. We feel odd. No one greets us. This veranda of ours and this foyer of ours is a gift given for integration, cross-culture, different people. Amen? I feel I'm out on a limb here. Are you hearing me? Am I good? Guys, get back to my notes. Christians, we are gift bearers. We come bearing gifts. I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift. That's what Paul says to the Romans. I want to impart to you some spiritual gift. Why? To make you strong. Where's Bonnie? Bonnie, you know that I was worshiping today and I thought about you. And I, and I, I felt to speak to you, but I almost had the sense in my mind, call Bonnie out. But the more I thought of you, I felt the Lord say, you go to Bonnie. And I want to say to you, the Lord comes to you, Bonnie. The Lord will come to you. The Lord will visit you. The Lord sees you, Bonnie. When I saw you, my heart leapt. I thought, what a beautiful girl you are. You're a stunning girl. And God wants to use you. And God comes to you with his spirit. He comes to you with his love. He sees you, Bonnie. Let the gifts flow. Don't hold back. Say, Lord, give me something, God. Give me a word of encouragement. Give me a prophetic exhortation. Can I send that guy? He looks broken, man. Can I, here, go, go and have a meal with your wife. Or maybe he's a single person. Come and have a meal with my wife and I. I don't know. Let the gifts flow. When you come together, everyone, when you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. All must be done for the strengthening of the church. Eagerly desire, or King James Version, covered earnestly the greater gifts. Oh, I'm tired. I've tried this thing, but it doesn't work. People don't listen to me. I mean, my gift just doesn't operate. You see, I've tried to say, Lord, help me here. All of us have, have sensed the rebuttal of people, the rebuttal of, of leaders. Have you, ever, have you ever had a leader sort of send you back? Horrible. No. Sit down. God has not said. Have you ever had that? We all have. He ascended on high and gave gifts to men. Prefaced, that great Ephesians 4 text, prefaced, apostles, pastors, evangelists, pastors, teachers. You know the big hitters? You know the big hitters that come to town and everyone, they come, they're they're, they're important people. They have an edge to them. I, I know them, I've been with them. I hope. At times I felt God said to me, you, you, you're becoming like that, you better be very careful, son. Do not become like that. Become like Jesus, the washer of the feet. 
The, the, the one who, who, who touches sick and dirty, disgustingly broken people. Don't be like them. Be like Paul in prison. Be completely humble, you apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. I know I want a fancy title. My name is Apostle Nick. Really? Really? Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bear with one another in love. This is to the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Bear with one another in love. I'll bear with you in love. In love. Amen? If you love the church, if you love God's people, the gifts will flow. You will not be able to stop them. You see, Christians that are, don't be weird with people. Don't be weird with the gifts. Try, just think a little bit. Be self-aware. But inward-focused people, inward-looking Christians, navel-gazing gazing Christians are anathema to the Bible. When you hear Christian, when Jesus had the church in mind, Paul had the church in mind with all his epistles, he had in mind a people flowing with the gifts. He, he didn't have in mind, talk about themselves, want more, you know, I was saying to Katie yesterday, I don't know what happened to me when I got saved, but it's almost like I felt God say, the, the old is gone. Don't talk about your past. Don't talk about your father and your grandfather and your grandmother and your mother and all your history and all your early attachments. They are gone. I want you to live a new life, amen? I'm done with the old. The, the, the blood of Jesus is powerful enough to wash me of all my Things I had with Mrs. Erasmus at Greenside Primary School with a librarian who shook my head so hard, I think she nearly killed me. She got so angry with me, she grabbed me by my hair. That's why it all fell out. And she just <laughs> shook the hell out of me. I was shocked. I thought, maybe I'm a bit naughty, but not that naughty. Now, that shocked me. That utterly shocked me. Mrs. Erasmus, what were you thinking? Yeah, Mrs. Erasmus. It's done. I gave you my spirit, son. I gave you my gifts, daughter. They may not be the big, cheesy, fancy gifts, but I gave them to you. Now, come on. Thank you, Tula, for going to England. I'm sure it was intimidating. Going to a church, Tula, all the vittos there. And Tula be there to provide leadership, to provide worship, to provide stability, to provide the joy of the Lord, to provide laughter, to provide boogie woogie. Go. Go. Called, gifted, and secure. Called, gifted, and secure. Come to me. Called. Intimacy, relationship, come to me. Mark chapter one, come to me. There's a call, the invitation, relationship, personal. I will make you. Come to me and I will make you fishers of men. Come to me. Have you come to him? I come to you, I keep coming to you and I will make you. Are you a disciple? Are you making disciples? I remember for me, I sold the business, I, you know, I was a little bit arrogant, independent, did my own thing. Didn't ask the elders if I should marry Cutty. Just did it. They seemed to approve. 
didn't, no one taught me that. I just I didn't know. And then I sold the business and I went into eldership at Glenridge. And I, I had a certain persona profile. And God said to me, you take off your jacket and your business acumen and you become a disciple. And, and I didn't know this, but for two short years, I will teach you. And I felt the Lord say, you serve Rory. Rory was the guy in my life group. He was the guy I discipled. Well, that doesn't work. You know, no, he must serve me. No, no, you serve this young man who, by the way, will make mistakes. And I don't want you to leave his side. You serve him. You stand by his side. What are you preaching on Sunday, Raw? I'm preaching on Jeremiah chapter 3. I'll send you some stuff. Do you mean I have to preach your sermon? No, Raw. I'll just send you some stuff maybe to help you. Is there anything I can research? We didn't have Google those days or chat GPT. Can you just tell me what the gifts of the Spirit are and how they operate? Chat GPT tries. But I want you to serve. I want you to learn. I want you to carry some bags. Amen? And I will make you. You know why we, sometimes we're not operating into the fullness of God? is because actually we just, I will make you. Humble yourself. I will send Paul to you, Peter, because Peter, you're still getting it wrong. And I will, I'm still making you a disciple, Peter. So I'm going to send this bony-nosed old short apostle who wasn't even part of the 12, who killed Christians to correct you. I will make you. Isn't that beautiful? Fishes of men. Mobilize you, gift you, send you in the, in, the, in the business of winning souls. I'm only halfway through my preach, but I feel I must stop. <laughs> and it's quite a strong word. Israel didn't have to do anything when Moses came. They, just, they could even argue with them. They could say, who are you, bro? Who are you? We don't recognize you. The leaders of Israel, when Moses rocked up, they said, we don't know who you are. Nice one. First of all, Moses says, oh, Lord, please don't send me. I'm not interested. I don't want to go. can't speak. I don't know what your name is. My knees tremble. I, I can't speak. Just pick up your staff. Pick up your staff, but, and go. All they did was they argued with him and all Moses did was he just obeyed God and then he stretched out his staff and they went through. But then to enter into the promises of God it was a different game. They, 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 they could even say to Moses, you've brought us out here in the desert to kill us. This is not right. They were impossible. But they just had to follow Moses and they got saved. But to get into the promises of God to cross the Jordan when you say Lord okay I need to grow up now what land do you have for me to take consecrate yourself I'm going to put something in your hand it's here somewhere what, what do you need to hold up in your hand what is your gift tell somebody Tell, tell somebody next to you, what's your gift? Tell somebody. <laughs> you tell them and they tell you. What, what, what's your gift? I just want some breathing space here. What's your gift? Tell them. What's your spiritual gift? Not you can dance well at the disco. That's not a gift. 
What's your gift? I hear very... Okay, you got, you got your gift? Okay, what has God called you to? Tell somebody, what do you believe God has called you to do? <laughs> Come on, talk to each other. Plant a church. Serve. Okay. Hopefully, the Lord heard. Activate your gift and obedience to get to the other side. When you get saved, you just say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I follow you, Lord. Come follow me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Put your faith in my name. I'll do it, Lord. I'm a tab- I'll, I'll deliver you from Pharaoh. Yes, Lord. I'll forgive you of your sin. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Totally forgive you. Totally forgive you of your sin. Totally wash you clean from your sin. What? It's whiter than snow. Oh, thank you, Lord. Okay, now I'm going to put something in your hand. Believe, trust, be born again, confess your sin, repent. Thank you, Lord. You just, you just have to say, I receive. Then he says, okay, now I'm going to put my spirit upon you. I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to give you a mandate. Post fast. We're going to Skokham. Why are we going to Skokham? How much does Skokham cost? One, one, two, one, 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 two, one, three. Paydays on... All I hear is too expensive. It's too expensive. It's too much money. No, come. Take your paycheck. Come to Skokham. Why? Skokham's dormitory food. It's not, it's not like Beverly, Heavenly Bills or Heavenly, Beverly Hills. It's not like, it's not crayfish thermidors. It's like, it's like boarding school. But it's actually not bad, eh? But it's, the, the, the rooms, no honeymoon suites there. I know some of you like to kiss and cuddle, but we're going to be like, shower, mm, sometimes works, sometimes not so well. But Jesus said, pick up your cross, deny yourself, come follow me. Too hard, too expensive. My blood, I poured out for you. For the sake of the nations, for the sake of Friday nights, come, come, come. Deny yourself, count the cost. Come, why? Because God wants to give you gifts. He wants to renew you. He wants to fill you. He wants to commission you. I'll close with this. Bring your to Jesus. Bring your dot, dot, dot to Jesus. Bring your meager slingshot, Mr. David, to Jesus and see what he does. What have you got in your hand? I've got a slingshot. Bring it. I'm going to use it to kill the giant. When you bring your slingshot and there's swords and spears and giants and uh, the spear the size of a, what's it, a weaver's rod, an armor bearer, and you come with your slingshot, everybody laughs saying, that's a gift God has put in my hand. If you're a Moses, bring your shepherd's crook. Because that shepherd's crook, he would throw into the ground and things would begin to happen. That's the same shepherd's crook that he stretched out upon the sea and the sea parted. 
And he, with his hand, he said, let's go. Fan into flame the gift if you're a young, timid Timothy. What's the female of Timothy? Haven't got one. You could be a belligerent Peter, called, sinful, but gifted, but he finished well. He finished well, man. He said, Lord, I'm broken. I'm going back fishing. Jesus said, come, come and have breakfast. Come, I'm going to make you breakfast. Jesus made Peter breakfast. Hey, he says, like he'd gone back fishing. He'd backslidden. He said, Peter, I've got one question for you. Oh, no, me again. He has to talk to me. There's Bartholomew. There's all the other brothers there. There's James. Now he has to talk to me again. Yes. Don't ask me that. Ask them that, Peter, do you love me? Yeah. I've given you a gift, a shepherding gift. Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Amen. Bring your, your, your nature. I think of the bitter and widowed and acrimonious Naomi. What's your gift, Naomi? I got none. I'm a widow. I'm broken. God has been harsh to me. What you got there? Nothing. My, my husband's gone. My sons are dead. God has been hard. He's forgotten me. Well, oh, no, no. Oh, that's Ruth. Poor girl. Poor girl has to bear with me. Bring her. Through her, you will be redeemed. Amen. Come on, what's your, what's your story? You got five loaves and two fish and 5,000 men. What? How many? Bring, bring, that's my lunch. <laughs> that's my lunch. But that's my lunch. Bring me your two loaves. No, five loaves and two fish. See what God can do. Bring me your frustration, Gideon, and your arguments and your trace of fleeces and, and doubts. And I, through you, will write an army. And so it goes on. Your discouragement and your messianic complex, Elijah. Oh, there's no one left, just me. No, you've got a messianic complex. I've got lots reserved. Anyway, you're depressed and you're down. Turn around, go up the mountain, hear the whispers of God and let him commission you. And I could go on. I just thought of Mary. He wants my life. He wants to give me a child outside of wedlock. Oh, my word. <laughs> be it to me according to your will. Hey, Mary, easy girl. Go and talk to your parents. No, there's going to be, the, 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 the Jews are going to stone you. <laughs> Adultery, it's called. You don't fall pregnant outside of wedlock. Joseph, angel, don't worry. It's the spirit upon your fiance. And on and on and on. Can I pray? Would you stand with me, please? Or the, have the muses got a song? Huh? While the band comes up, I, I had this thought, old-fashioned obedience. I thought, Lord, what is old-fashioned obedience? It's like Bible obedience, you know? It's the, it's the old-fashioned stuff. It says a man will marry a woman. A man won't marry a man. A woman won't marry a woman. We certainly will not fiddle with genders, my word. We will keep pure 
before we get married. We will well, give, give me old-fashioned obedience. We will fellowship every Sunday. We will give of our finances. Every week, every month, we will give. We will forgive our brothers and sisters that sin against us. Those that strike us, we will turn the other cheek. Give me old-fashioned obedience. Do not neglect the assembly of saints as some are in the habit of doing, for they will become cold coals. What are your standing orders to us, Lord, to take possession of the land? What orders, what, what are you saying to us? What gifts have you given us? Red Point Church, beautiful church, planted by brothers that we prayed for on Thursday, Sean and Nola and Robin Glenda, that we continue to pray for. You've given us much, a building, elders, deacons, coffee. You've given us much. The devil is trying to get us to look inward, but you're wanting us to step outward. You're wanting to take arrows and to shoot them, not three, but more. And those arrows will go out into the nations, into the neighborhoods, to the streets and the highways and the byways. Father, I pray for not just a few gifts to be given this morning, but laden with gifts. Some of you will come into inheritances. Much finance will be given to you. I mean, finance that you'll think this is wrong. This is too much. And God will say, good, now give it. Release it. Do you want God to be the captain of your finance? Learn to tithe. I'm speaking prophetically now. You may say, Nick, I can't tithe 10. Start with 5% now, which is not a tithe, it's a fifth. By the end of the year, you'll get to 10. We've been doing it for 35 years, Katya and I. Our finances are in order. And we pastors, we should be waiting to live in our kids' garages and spare rooms. But we have finances because God has been good to us. Because we have said, Lord, you are the government over our finances. Thank you for tithing. But those of you that are struggling, it's not the law. It's a spirit of generosity. It's the first fruits. Old-fashioned obedience. Move, Holy Spirit. Whatever I've said, Lord, can only, often are just words. And if they're from you, land them in our hearts. is reluctant to ask you to lift your hands because some of you will think well I'm a visitor if you're uncomfortable and you're a visitor but if you're part of Red Point the reason I ask you to lift your hands is because we are a receiving people we're a people that recognize that we are more broken need more help than we ever thought but we are more loved and more gifted and we struggle with our brokenness and our, and our lovedness in the middle of that come the gifts of God. And it's to, it's to our glory, it's to His, the Father's glory. It, it brings us blessing. If you receive the gifts and pass them on to one another, pass them on to your life group, pass them on to your life group leader, pass them on at your office. And so see yourself receiving gifts and I'll lift my hands with you. You're going to Dubai on Tuesday to go and do intensive ministry. I'm asking God to give me gifts for that church. God, please, give Katya and I gifts to bring to well of life, to make them strong, 
so that we, we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So every person in this room that has not known the, the, the wonder of the power of the gifts flowing to disciple people, to go to the nations, to lead worship in other regions and churches, lift your hands with me. Lord, renew our gifts. Fan into flame the gift that is in you through the laying out of my hands. Do not be timid, Timothy. Fan it into flame. It's to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Now, would you douse us in your love, Lord? Would you pour buckets of love over us? Teach us about your love this week, Lord. Why, why are we not loving each other? Why are we so angry? Angry with the governments, angry with people of different races, angry, hurt, past history. Lord, break it. Break the chains that hold us. Generational curses, family generational curses. God is breaking them. In other words, in your family, it always goes wrong. It always ends in divorce. It ends with shouting and fighting and and horrible stuff. Generational financial brokenness. It just repeats generation after generation. Be it broken in Jesus' name. Sexual immorality. Generational sexual brokenness and immorality. Break it, Lord, in our lives in the name of Jesus. Fear and comparison and gossip. Break it in the name of Jesus. And pour out your spirit upon the church, Lord. You, you changed Peter's language instantly. He was a cussing man that denied you vehemently three times. Then he preached a sermon and 3,000 got saved. You did something dramatic and you gave him a gift of preaching. And so we lift our hands once again. As you move toward us, like you moved towards Bonnie this morning, Lord. You moved toward us. Come and kiss us on the lips, I pray, God. Breathe the breath of life into us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Move wave upon wave. More and more, Lord. Give us that unfair advantage that we think, Lord, I don't deserve this, but you've given me gifts. Knowledge and wisdom, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Care, mercy, Lord.